how the show starts every time and the show has just started this time that's what's happening this is <laughs> finished each other's sandwiches <laughs> how's it going everybody i'm joe i'm grace and today we have a guest on mm-hmm. mr jeff albright hello and he's a comic here in denver yes mm-hmm. yes it hosts a lot of shows from what i've seen uh, I'm starting to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more recently. I'm more. putting on showcases. But uh, yeah, I've hosted an open mic for quite a while. Well, you know, year and a half, a little yeah. over that now. Yeah. I'd say that's the, uh, the most well known open mic, Definitely. comedy open mic in Denver that I've, especially anybody I know, they're like, oh, the one that's at Voodoo, Sex Pot one. It feels like it as far as uh, sign up. I mean, I don't, I don't go to as many open mics as I really, really, really need to <laughs> really? do. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know the, the, um, the numbers as much as I used to with some of the other mics. Uh, Th- Three Kings is always well. That's true. Very well uh, attended. That um, makes sense. So, yeah. And actually, that was the one that won, you know, uh, Sex Pot's uh, open mic of the year. So nice. that's where I got my start was Three Kings. It's still, it's still my favorite mic. But I, I love my mic. Yeah, the mic at Voodoo is great. And it's grown every week. It's it's uh it's kind of overwhelming at times to be sure, right? Definitely. I've, I've uh, I know some people that have said they gone and they're like it's like a long way. It's a huge like people are always packing it out. Yeah, I had over sixty comedians sign up uh, this week. Wow, and, that's uh, nice. The big mm. thing is, is they they know it's a two hour show and everybody mm-hmm. wants to do five minutes. Right. Like, yeah. People are really forgot how math works because it doesn't. <laughs> it's not if you do the time, it doesn't work like that. So it's been a struggle, but. <laughs> So I get 10, right? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She always makes me do the math for her. She's oh, great. No. We'll be places. She's like, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, just give it to me. It's much a, easier. I'm, an, I'm a literary person. So year and a half. So how did that kind of culminate? Like how did that, oh, you man. said Three Kings and how did that kind I, of well, start? Well, I started uh, an open mic. The original open mic was at the Lost Lake Lounge oh, yeah. uh, on East Colfax. Place. Love that place. Blocks from my house. I was there uh, seeing Span or Spells. Ben Roy's band Spells. Oh, okay. Uh, the great band. And I was seeing them, and the bartender and I were friends, and I was like, hey, you guys should have an open mic here. And they've had open mics there previously in the past. Um, Rick D. Simone hosted one uh, when it was the Bulldog, and I'm not sure before that, but there might have been another one. But I was so new to comedy, I really didn't know the history of the open mic. So I was just like, I'll host a mic here. And uh, <laughs> we did it, and it, it, it had a good run at the Lost Lake. It ended pretty uh, contentiously with the new owners there, but uh, oh, no. it, it was it, it was a good run at the Lost Lake, and um, it ended. And I had a sponsor, Sexy Pizza. Got to give it up to Sexy oh, Pizza. Oh yeah, they're yeah. awesome. And they, uh, I didn't want to lose the sponsor because a lot of a couple bars had approached me and said, "Oh, you should bring the mic here," but they had food already, and I was oh. like, "Well." Then what am I doing with Sexy Pizza, really? Because Sexpot Comedy was just kind of starting at the time as far as a, a brand. Right. And so I, I, did, I was afraid that it wouldn't be, I would just, it would be an open mic with no sponsor at that point. And um, I, I don't know why I was going to the Voodoo for shows. I was doing LMAO at the time. And I was like, there's no open mic at Voodoo. Um, and again, found out later that there had been open mics there uh, by other people that just didn't work out for Part of the reason the venue's issues and part of it is they just didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but again, I didn't do the history and I was like, I'm going to start a mic. And I started a mic here and it really took off. But then I did learn there was some, you know, kind of some history to the mic at the Voodoo and um, 
yeah, but uh, it's worked out well. It's, it's a cool out place. Well. It's a great place. Yeah. So was the sex pot and sexy pizza sex twice like intentional? Because I heard that at well, high planes. I'm like, listen to that. What yeah. happened? <laughs> to, well, I think what it originally was was um, sexy pizza promoted. I uh, were I guess we're promoting shows mm -hmm. that you could smoke weed at originally. So they were kind of like do it yourself underground here? shows. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, certain venues, certain bars, you can't do it. But this yeah. was like all, at like you want. And they had a couple underground shows they were doing that at. And those were sex bot comedy shows. But they were because Sexy Pizza was like the sponsor. Oh, that's true. So it yeah. was it was sex for the Sexy Pizza and pot because you could smoke pot at it. Oh. Um, and then they actually, you know, then they just they started just sponsoring shows and it became right. a brand. That's cute. Um, but I think it originally was stemmed from the pizza itself. Yeah, being pizza, weed, and comedy kind of all in one thing. <laughs> and Kayvon, the owner of Sexy Pizza, is an unbelievable guy. And uh, cool. the, I would say the, the number one supporter of Denver Comedy. Uh, yeah, anytime awesome. I see a show, it's always Sexy Pizza always. is always, always sponsoring. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Sex Pot. So... That's cool. Though. Or like, who's like behind? Like, how did it really start? Was it like a bunch of guys? You guys were all com comedians, and like, it, oh, it was really nothing to do with me. I was just noticed. I wanted a sponsor, and I, were, I had a open mic at a place that didn't have food. Right. And I saw that they were already sponsoring comedy shows, so I was right. just like, hey, I would just like a couple pizzas to bring because there's no food here, mm. um, no kitchen at all, really right. nowhere to get food <laughs> at the time on East <laughs> Colfax there. And uh, so he's like, all you need is a couple pizzas? And I was like, yeah, that's it. And it, and so I remember even asking, can I call this a sex pot comedy show? And, and then I didn't really realize at the time that that meant the pot part of it was you could <laughs> smoke it at the bar, which you couldn't at the Lost Lake. Um, but then it did turn into, you know, an actual brand, like I said earlier. Um, and Kayvon is the main guy, but Andy Jewett is a, uh, runs yeah. it now, and Isaac uh, McGeha Miller. Um, he's a great dude. Yeah, that's cool. Cool guys, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've met. I think the first show. I'm sorry, might have been too yeah, much fun sure. actually. Oh, which okay. is tonight, but oh. I think too much fun might have been the first uh, kind of official sex bot comedy show. Right. Yeah. I know the. I could be wrong on that. But. The Fine that's Gentlemen's awesome. Club there, mm -hmm. like a big, you know, with them, and I know Andrew. Jewett. Like I know, I've met a lot of the guys, and you know, mostly it's just a shows just from going to all the comedy shows yeah. that we go to. Mm -hmm. uh, so. I, no, most people just by name and face, but we haven't, you know, had sit down talks with a lot of people yet, yeah. which I hope to hope that we can get to mm -hmm. because it's really it's really interesting. I think it's a so lot cool. of people because it's really start like blessed with talent. It, so. it, is, it is, it absolutely is. is, and like there is so many people, but it's also like it's cool that like, everyone seems to know each other. Everyone really does supports each other, support very, each other, and get along. It's very supportive. Not it's, like uh, territory. I've been in, like I said working in a music. Well, I don't know if we said it already here, but mm -hmm. before uh, I worked in a music store, record store for a long time going on a decade now over a decade and um the music scene doesn't seem to be like that you know it's definitely more no, competitive absolutely uh, than this but it, it's the same thing i mean every, there's limited spots everybody's kind of going for the same thing but when you all you know kind of help each other's not hold each other's hand but kind of do it all together it, it kind of makes Support it right each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's definitely. weird that it, music should be like that like definitely I, should be i'm like i've been in and out of bands for same thing like about 10 years and every time it's like why not help each other? Because like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to be more famous than you. It's like you're having fun and you're doing it and you you want to bring your friends. You want to just – yeah, part of it is being famous. But it's not like I, you're – you could both be famous at the same yeah. time. Why do we have to be com like competing? It shouldn't be a competition. It should right. be a, like a – I mean a friendly competition if anything. Like be like pushing yourselves to be better. But like, oh, those that those guys sang better than us. We should probably sing better. But mm -hmm. in a bet in a good way, that in a positive way. Yeah. You know, we should we should push us to be better, not to push yourselves to exactly to do yeah, better. To be better. Yeah. That's that's the main thing that it should do. I've always, and I've found and I believe me, I'm very I'm still a pup, very new 
in comedy, but I, in, or I guess in any, any entertainment industry, I think the thing too is fame and money. If that's the drive you have to get into it, yeah, then then it is the words or the the music or you know what I mean the the right. the thrill of just doing it. Um, I think that's what can interfere or, or cause much the frustration that a yeah. lot of people have. Yeah. Definitely. See, but I'm older. I'm not coming at, as, a, <laughs> as a young 20-something or a teenager that's doing comedy. I've, you know, I realize that what I, that I have a small window of what I want to do. In comedy. Right. I'm not old, but, you know, I'm in my 40s. So it's like, it's not like being in your 20s. You You're know? not coming in as the, the newbies that are like, no, I, uh, you know, that have the bright eyes. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be famous. By, yeah. you know, or, or just the aspiration to be on the road for yeah. three months at a time. I'm married. I love being at home. And yeah. I, you know what I mean? So I, I realize I'm not going to be a road comic. I'm never probably going to move to L.A. I love Denver way too much. Uh, so yeah. it's like I'm, I love being in Denver, supporting people, and really just being a facilitator of just because like, I also run 5280comedy.com. Um, okay. And that's a website that's been you know handed down from comedian to comedian. It's great to people just keep it going you know it's a big thing so i love just doing that being supportive and that's cool, cool. spreading the word yeah. you know I mean? i've seen that website i didn't know you ran it that's awesome recently yeah, yeah. heather snow had it before me jason wardell uh before her and it's just one of those things that everybody loves you know you just it's kind it's of a awesome. nice thing and you just you kind of contribute to it you call into comedy works and deacon still says you know to go to 5280 comedy to get it the latest on open mics and shows oh, right and, on yeah. Yeah. so yeah it's, it's a good and i love doing it i really do i love doing it yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you definitely. From what I've noticed, and like seeing your name on things and shows around town, I could totally tell you're kind of like the guy that just wants to, you like help others, you know, do what they want to do as well as doing, you know, your thing. Which I love to host shows too. Yeah. Um, whenever we play in bands and stuff like that, I come always like I love putting a show together, running, you know, helping the bands and being like, all right, here's the next band. Like I love doing yeah. that stuff. Hosting's I, fun. I do, I like it's, it's a challenge, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really it fun. is. Yeah. I, know, I think I do more hosting now than actual <laughs> sets. I mean, I do a lot of shows. I had two or three shows last week, but it's, uh, I host quite a bit now. So Awesome. Well, you talked about Denver, and we love Denver. We've been here just about a year. Well, he's been here a year, and I've been just under a year. Uh, but we come from other places. So you're from Indiana. Yeah, I've been here 15 been here? years. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I came right after the, the millennium, just right after the change. Right. I was in Indiana When you for survived a Y2K, months. you yeah. came here. Yeah, I figured I'll yeah. get out of here now. finally escape. <laughs> come yeah. out of your bomb shelter, and you're yep. like, okay, we made it. I'm going to move to Denver now. Yeah. <laughs> That's but Yeah, awesome. I love it here. It's I love it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's expanded cool. a lot I guess since you've moved it's here it's changed yeah it's changed a lot but it's still it's I mean for the better I'm not from here so mm-hmm. I know so recently I've been reading a lot of articles about you know people that are from Denver that are like it's changing so much but that's just you know it, it's inevitable that change and um, it's yeah. unfortunate it definitely is unfortunate but if it's bringing I don't know progress to the city um, some I guess you, some people don't want to call it progress but mm-hmm. I don't know I, I, it is a touchy situation because I, I hate I hate when mom and pops close down and places that have been you know 50 year places that have people gone you know or you know my my dad smoked his first cigarette there I smoked my first cigarette at that bar you know <laughs> just kind of one of those things it's uh it's, it's sad to see that stuff go no it's true. We, true we had Timmy on last week and we talked about the like the Walmart revolution in like small towns like she comes from western Colorado and it was like the idea that these like a Walmart comes in and like now all these shops sh- close down and then the next thing comes in is like a Chili's, a, a Applebee's yeah. sh- shuts down the diner, local diner. Yeah, they all go. And it, it yeah. happens everywhere. It's happening. And like this city seems like a small town, but it's now I, it's yeah. growing into more of a city. I don't think yeah. Denver has too much of like, I mean, there's pretty much two Walmarts really within the you area. You got to drive to get to a exactly. Walmart. Exactly. Yeah, Thank yeah. God. And I think, you know. 
I think it's doing its fair share of having like its neighborhoods that keep it feeling small because it has so many neighborhoods and districts that, yeah, you know, yeah. they're all kind of sequestered in their little niche. Well, I live in Congress know? Park and, and it, I've lived in the same apartment for eight years and I feel like it has not changed. I mean, I, I mean, it's literally the same liquor store pharmacy I go to is, is there. The, the restaurants may change once in a while, but it's still the same building. It's still the same kind of theme and they're not, they're not chain restaurants. You know what I mean? It'll be right. a, this kind of cool burger place or this and that. So I don't know. It's, it's the same pizza places, the same liquor stores. I mean, East Colfax has changed a little bit with Sprouts. I agree. And when you have the Sprouts Chick-fil-A. and the and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's so new. No, it totally But is. I guess that's the thing. Everything is so new so fast. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Like, a lot of construction yeah. and building. A lot mm-hmm. of people talk to you like, because we've only been here a year. Like, it just feels, this is what Denver is to this me. This is normal to us. But like, well, people the, that have been here for a few years say like, no, it's been rapidly changing. Rapidly. And the pot shops too. I mean, that's, a, that's oh one thing. Oh my God. They're, Every sure. corner, everywhere. I For couldn't sure. believe it. And that's growing up in Indiana. This is just, it's such a culture shock. That it, is. I have some jokes about, <laughs> yeah, being in the Midwest and how oppressive it was, uh, especially in the late 80s, early 90s when I was a young, you know, teenager. And just to, to, to live like this now, it almost just like, this can't even be real. Is this real? It, I agree. Totally. And like we, we We're you know, from the, yeah. even that's like, yeah, we come from small towns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it's very different. And then. Also, the idea that like we only started doing any kind of like recreational drugs or whatever, like starting, you know, when like two years ago or something like that. And it's like we didn't grow up like most kids where it was like in the small towns and there was nothing else to do but drugs drugs. and drink. We just like decided not whatever stuff we were doing whatever and then like it was like only until we were like in like a a comfortable place like living on our own we're like yeah i guess we could start doing it now yeah i I started in eighth grade i remember the first (laughs) time i smoked pot you know right right not drugs but pot and uh and i it was a drug to me at the time i was like i moved from a kind of a bigger city in indiana to a very small town one of the most notorious small towns in indiana and um, it was a culture shock, and I kind of just did it to fit in. I mean, you kind of the, the you know atypical peer pressure type situation, but um, but yeah. I can't imagine eighth graders smoke. It's so it's when you think about when you're an adult, when you're at that age, you're like, I'm old enough to do it. But when you're like, no, I can't believe I was 13. Lou and Brian were doing it when they were like 11. I know. I know. But we were the (laughs) abnormal kids. We were the ones who were like, guys, I'm going home. I'm not going to smoke weed. No, my, um, my wife has, you know, young nephews and young brothers and and going into there when they were in eighth grade, they were still, they were so young to me. And I exactly. was thinking about what I did at exactly. their age. And I would say that a lot when I was their age, you know, I was, <laughs> I was doing this and that. And we I'm kind of glad too. that they weren't, you yeah. know what I mean? But, uh, it's tough to grow up quick, I guess you can say, but uh. it's funny. I mean, I, I used to wear my dare shirt proudly. <laughs> I would just walk around and be like, like, I don't do those things. Yeah. And I uh, used to think that meant drugs are ruining everyone. <laughs> when, I first, when it first came out, I was like, Whoa, that's scary. <laughs> Wait, what does it even stand for? It's like drugs. Awareness. Um, awareness. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Edu- no. E is education. Too many okay. drugs. Yeah. It's teaching you that drugs are bad. Drugs the, are the really education. excellent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drugs are ruining everyone. That was one. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> when you read it, that's the warning you get. Yeah, I, I yeah. dare you. <laughs> so, uh, so you work at Twisted Shout. Yeah. Um, which is like my favorite CD store. It's cool the, one of the store. coolest places. I... I lost, I lost a job when I left uh, my previous record store and I went in there right away. It was just like, I got to be here. (laughs) And it was like, I felt like it was like I was a fighter and it was my last, like, if I don't get in this store, I'm done working at record stores. You know, that, that dream is over. Not that it's a dream, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Everybody always at one time wants to work at a record store and I got in a twist and it's great. I mean, it's, it's like working at a, a museum 
uh, for music that's also the uh, the biggest record store. You know, what it mean? is. It's, that's uh, rad. And it's so such crazy. A cool record store. It's not like. Uh, it's not just it's literally everything you exactly. have CDs the, it, you have I love the little local section mm-hmm. it's got the huge vinyl section in the side and movies the DVD and, yeah. yeah I mean it it's made, just a great store it made yeah. me an action figure junkie oh totally I have ne- I'm a comic book guy but I never got into action figures until right. Twist and Shout and now it's it's disgusting no every time I walk in there that's the first thing you see when mm-hmm. you walk in the door you have to you immediately go to the toy section yeah. we get in trouble you the, it's unbelievable I know. you see the action figures and all like the like, you're like oh look at all this Doctor Who stuff oh, I Oh man, yeah, look at all this like Batman stuff. I go want all this. I would go I was going in for months at a time on my day off on Saturdays, you know, to work for trade. So yeah. just give, give a couple hours for <laughs> oh, you credit. Can do that? So I could That's get awesome. so I could get action figures. I, I my boss laughs all the time. He's like, You don't even buy music anymore. <laughs> well, it's that's because of comedy, really. I'm, I'm so focused on it more than you know, listening to music, I guess when I'm at home. Yeah. So you like just like a music lover? Do you play music at all? Or you yeah. Just- no, I, I've never. No, I've never played at all. Okay. I've tried. I want to. It, I just don't have it. Um. But I do. I'm a vinyl collector. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big lover of music. That was my passion all my life. So I really got you know sure. hardcore into comedy. It was right. Just, it was music this the the music that collecting. Um, concerts, things like that. Yeah, like like rare stuff and like. Yeah, I have I have some rare pieces in my uh, collection. Some I wish I still had. You know, uh-huh. the times are tough. You sell one, but uh, sure. yeah, I've got some really rare stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. It's What's like, some favorite pieces you have or favorite bands? Um, or? man, my my I'd say some of my best stuff, rare stuff, is some white stripes. I have a lot of very rare uh, white stripe stuff. Awesome. Um, I have a great. I the was it Life on the Flip Sides? It's like this ripped. CD I got from a from a record store, sure. but it was in like New York. It was a cheap place, and it's my favorite thing. It's just like all these B sides of of White You're Stripe never songs. Find it. Oh and I yeah, love nice. it. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's clearly burned. Somebody made it yeah. in their like in their basement and like just gave it and sold it for like whatever. Yeah, I love guys. that thing. There's some yeah. good stuff. No, I, White Stripes. I got some. You know, I have a Led Zeppelin box set that's uh of the. It's called the BBC Sessions. Oh, the BBC. oh yeah, that's the it, one that I have. Out, and I have it yeah. on vinyl, and it took oh. me so long to get it, and that's that's always been my desert island. Day. Like if yeah. one piece of music, it leads up on BBC sessions. So. That's what she always, That's, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I have like whatever I like in my Zeppelin stuff, but she's always like the BBC version's better. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's just so raw best. and so powerful. <laughs> and yeah. I just, I love it. Um, I burned it from somebody. I don't own it, but I have it and I put it on. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is the best. They're so young. The de- and, I know. Yeah. It, it was, it's so great. I, we, I listened to it about a week ago. And like, it's yeah. different than a lot of the recordings too. Like oh, dazed yeah. and confused sounds completely different than other yeah, recordings. Yeah. And I like that one way better than the other ones. Yeah. So. She's always saying that one's, it's and I like fun. it too. But it was, I have, I have my favorites. But like yeah. that, the, oh, the BBC is awesome. a house divided. So do you feel like <laughs> being a manager, like uh, in a music store, is you know more lessened or heightened your love for music? Or I guess you've transitioned to action figures. I, well, I would say I, I guess it would <laughs> made the switch. I would not say being a manager, but just being there. You know, every Tuesday when new releases come out, we listen to all of them. Oh, for sure. So I hear just about everything. I mean, there's so much stuff under the radar that I don't get to hear because we have to play, you know, with everything that's popular that week. Um, but, you know, a lot of the employees pick really great stuff, so I'm exposed to a lot of stuff. But there are certain days where you're just like, I, you look forward to Classical Happy Hour, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, which yeah, was yeah. today. And I used to hate Classical Happy Hour because I'm not a fan of classical music. I mean, I don't dislike it, but now it's like that small break in the week where I'm like, oh, I don't have to think about the music that's playing. Um, so you'd be surprised that's how much you can only yeah. listen to so much music, of but, course. um, but there's always, you'll get this one gem that someone will put in that you've never heard of. And I'm running down the stairs, 
you know, just, who is this? What is this? Can I get it on vinyl? So it, it's still fun. And we meet a lot of people too, you know. Oh, yeah. For Whenever sure. there are a lot of, King Tough was just in town and then, you know, he was in the store shopping. You have shows so, too, don't you there? Yeah, they yeah. do live shows. Uh, we've done one live comedy show. Oh. Uh, there's going to be some more coming. Um, but yeah, we have uh, in store performances. I believe I can say, but Steve Earl, I think, is going to be the next in, oh, awesome. in store we're having on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Nice. So Steve Earl on Valentine's Day. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's a really, really cool, cool place, place to work. over there. Definitely, yeah. definitely. It's just one of the rare things. Like I know we came from all over the place, but like I know in Long Island, Looney Tunes was really cool because yeah. it was yeah. the same thing. It was like they had the shows, but they also like and they have like a, you know it was smaller than 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 Twisted Shout, but very that was like the one we would go to. And like in Pennsylvania, there was a place too, and it was just like you know when you have your shop that you love. It's it's where you always go and you're like, oh, let's see what they got in this week. And it's such a cool feeling to, yeah. to, to have that. And then and when people, you know, and you know, yeah, and the staff, it's like cheers where they know your name. <laughs> oh, it's true. And, yeah. And, and they know it, the best part, I think I and I was thinking about this today is I do miss working on the floor mm-hmm. because I don't get the interactions and just to talk music with people or be like, well, what do you like? And then I can just say, well, you should be listening to this and that. That's fine. So that's one thing I was actually thinking that today that I need to get downstairs more. I'm just up in my, <laughs> my nest. People. Yeah. And I, it's, it's kind of, it's nice to be able to just grab something. Hey, you look, you finding everything all right. And I'm like, well, I want this, do you know anything, you know, and if we're out of it, Oh, well, can you suggest something that's like that? And so I do miss that, that kind of interaction with people. I like employee picks. I've done that a lot. We had like a small store. I, I moved here from Athens, Georgia, and there was this store, Wuxtree. It was yeah. amazing. And they always gave out tickets. And like when Jeff Mangum and Nutrimilk Hotel came to town, they had the first sale of tickets with like a line out the door. And they always gave away free tickets. Um, but they knew who you were. And they're like, oh, I know where you are. Or, I know who you are. I'll put your album under the counter. Sure, I'll hold see it you for next you. week. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a... Uh, we don't even have what was the record store in New York where they all closed like the cheapos no not cheapos we no, had those out here as well yeah. cheapo discs yeah. those are awesome blue and orange sign I can't remember right now I don't even know uh, why well anyway but you know if you want to go to Walmart or something like that I'd much prefer to go to a nice local <laughs> record store well, funny, there's nowhere the, else to go those stores are all selling vinyl now Walmart, Target really? yeah, Target, Kmart, yeah. they sell vinyl now it's because just, it's so funny every you know the last year every band's coming out with their vinyl That's and their true. CD at the same time oh, yeah vinyl's back It's it. I don't know I, sh- I don't know if I can say it saved the store but it, it did it saved the store I mean, it saved yeah. the industry a little bit in, in a way no um, totally nobody wants it, CDs nobody yeah. wants to that, buy yeah, purchase CDs are going down but yeah. so are downloads um, mm-hmm. MP3s is the first year since the MP3 became a format that it went down 2014 really sales yeah that's so, awesome because yeah. yeah i mean like everything was everything was digital everything was on itunes and i i started getting fed up and i started buying vinyl that's when i got into it yeah. and then that seemed to be the the trend everybody was just like yeah now it's vinyl and like i started i was like wait a minute this band's new why'd they come out with a vinyl like i only my vinyl's only old like all of yeah, a sudden everybody yeah. was coming out with their their thing of vinyl and i was yeah. like but now it's like when they do, it's like $25. And I'm like, oh, God. It yeah, is that's, more. that's yeah. the problem. It's the packaging. And, and a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's so expensive. But you got to think, too, you know, for us to get 20 copies of the new Wilco record and they yeah. make it a, ga- a gatefold with two records in it, that weighs like so much. It does. So it's the that's, shipping. Yeah. And a lot of that's involved in the price. And we only, the, any store, I mean, some places, I don't know, but you only mark it up a certain, it's a percentage that yeah. it's based on an industry kind of percentage thing. And so the cost to get it in, and here's the thing with vinyl too, it's not returnable for the store. Right. So oh, whatever true. we buy, all the new vinyl we buy, it's ours, unless you, yeah. you guys buy it or someone buys it and we're just stuck with it. So yeah. 
I mean, there it, it is expensive, but there's so many things that factor into that. Yeah. You know, um, that's why I I never get so excited I gotta buy it new. I'm mm-hmm. always just like someone's gonna sell it back. You know, <laughs> so I just wait. It'll come back used. I mean, every once in a while, if it's, if it's Queens of the Stone Age, which is my favorite band, gotcha. I'm buying it the night before. You know yeah. what I mean? But we're like that with Wilco and Jeff Tweedy. We just sure, we, yeah. we 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 pre-ordered Jeff Tweedy's album. And uh, we wanted to get it on vinyl, but it was like ninety dollars. Sure. No, I got it on vinyl with Tweety. Oh yeah, that's right. We did. We did not buy Red on Rocks vinyl. Right oh we God, didn't I'm buy so something excited. on vinyl recently. Yeah, Wilco's going to be at Red Rocks. Yeah, we're I, very excited. I woke up to it like seeing it on my phone, and I was like, Oh, uh, it is Wilco! I thought it was just him. He's he coming, coming to the oh, okay. Opera Theater. Um, oh, I we're going to go to that, but yeah. we're also going to the see Macaulay Culkin Opera Theater downtown. There's that, and then Wilco's actually playing Red Rocks. So excited. Well, I will keep my it's ear be open amazing. for you yeah. guys. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> We're excited. Yeah. It's, it'll be my first time seeing them. Cool. So, cool. so yeah. what's like uh, comedy? I, it could be either hosting or performing, but what's like the worst show you've ever, di- ever did? Set or whatever you've had. It could be a bad set. It could be a show you hosted. Well, just like a disaster. I, I, <laughs> disaster. I've, had any, I've never really had a, I've not had a lot of disasters. Okay. Um, <laughs> And I, I haven't been, do, I've only been doing it two years, you know, actually my two, I think it might be today for some reason. Um, <laughs> That's what Timmy I, said. Remember, yeah, she's, she's like, like last week it's five years. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, because well, LinkedIn told me and I never use it, but it told me today <laughs> that this was my two years in comedy. And I, I, I just say it's my birthday because that was my first show I did. It was, oh, okay. it was at Herman's Hideaway on two years ago on February 20th. That's and, awesome. Um, that I could say that one, but it was just because I was really drunk. It was my first time. <laughs> but it was good. I mean, people had fun. They laughed. Right. You know, I got a little bit repetitive. I think I did 20 minutes, which I'll never, I, nice. I won't be able to do that for a while. <laughs> um, but it, it just, I, so I wouldn't say it's Central. a disaster. I just remember one one time I was hosting a show. I'm not going to say where, but literally I just got up. Hey, blah, blah, blah. How's everybody doing tonight? Boo. <laughs> so that was the biggest disaster because I literally just asked people how they were doing and they just booed me. You know what I mean? And I could tell it was not going to go good. We don't like it this kind of good. discourse. No, Stop it didn't go good. Um, I didn't, and there was, it wasn't like, and they were there for the show. I could see if they were, you know, they were watching a Broncos game or oh watching something. And then, you know, that's, oh, and they're, they're just getting ready to pay their checks and leave. And, but no, they were there for comedy. And uh, I don't know what it was about me. I was just, hey, everybody. Boom. And then, it, <laughs> so it was rough. And, and the thing was, they loved the comedians and they, they just didn't like me as a person. <laughs> the, this particular Is it the beard? table. What's going on? I don't I, It might've been the beard. I really don't know. I, I really don't know. But they, they had fun, but I just, I, they did not like me. And it did was you a continue? huge table. Yeah. I had to host the show. Oh, okay. So I, I was bringing comedians up all night and um, this one table and they were right in front. They just were giving me looks and not heckling, but just not. You know, like I'd say joking, sure you were, or uh-huh. You know, it was it uh, was very ugly, and I don't, I never knew why. And I've been back to the place several times and hosted and done shows, and, and we'll continue to go back. But that one night, it was just a very odd <laughs> night. Jeez. That's yeah. so funny. I don't get how people go to comedy shows and do that, like, and in, in, in her negative and her well, just, like, Well, I mean, I could see if I had offended them exactly. or, you know, kind of went at them, but I just... Hey everybody! I how just you doing? existed just, near them, boom. and they didn't like it. It seems like something yeah. that would be like in a, da- a David Wayne movie. <laughs> just kind of like coming out, like, "Hey everybody!" Boo! Yeah, it, 
<laughs> no, well, I was guest hosting, so maybe. But the, the the normal host was there. I was just guest hosting, so maybe they just wanted the normal host. I don't know, but it it, it was it was odd. You it were like odd. the substitute teacher, where all the kids yeah, misbehaved. Definitely, that's what it felt like. <laughs> they threw they rotten tomatoes at you. Immediately hated you. Canes come from off stage, pulls you off. But no, I've been back. It's I've been back. I've never had. You know, you get some drunk people at the open mic. You got to kick out. Um, but that's part, you know, that's I kind of love that. I kind of like that stuff. I'm not having to throw people out, but I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I don't shy away from alter, not altercations, but you know what I mean? I don't. Hey buddy, you're yeah. ruining the show. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so. that's, that's not funny either. It's unpleasant to be around people who are too drunk, yeah. you know, uh, throw them out like Jazzy Jeff, you yeah. know, that's okay. Yeah, just, and move on. Don't <laughs> let them just sit. That's the big thing. Don't let people just sit and ruin the show. Okay. You know? yeah. if you're, just get them out right away. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have friends there, you can just be like, Hey, help me out with this guy. But, um, yeah, I have a quick enough temper where I'm usually just, ah! <laughs> which can be bad, but no, that's, you need that. Cause there's so many passive, uh, you know, people that'll just be like, Oh, oh yeah. And it takes away just, from the people who came who are beha- who not behaving. Yeah. Or respecting just, yeah. It they're just, they want to enjoy the show exactly. and they got some drunk behind them. It works you know, the same way with concerts. Uh-huh. I'll be, in, I'll be at a show and I just hear a bunch of people talking and it's like, all right, you came here for the show. I understand you probably want to like talk for a little bit, but like over the whole set, set it's yeah. like you know you're ruining it for the people that came here to see the band. Yeah. And the same thing for comedy. Like if we came here to laugh and we came here to listen to this guy, you talking over everything is ruining it for everybody else. Yeah. Why do they even come and pay for the tickets? You know? I get, like, I get nervous too about, about now if I invite friends or people you know to a show. That have never been to a comedy show before, and I and I always, and I always feel bad that I have to be like, okay, here's some rules: don't heckle, don't talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and I feel like I just I don't want to assume that they're going to do that, but I'd, I'd rather just tell people up front. Oh, it's you know shocking. what I mean? If you haven't been to a show in a while, just kind of keep. You know, you may not agree with some of these jokes, but just keep it to yourself. And I've never really had anybody, you know, any friend of mine do that. But um, right, still, I just get nervous about it. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, we like to ask this question: Do you have a favorite new joke? It can be yours or someone else's. Uh, do you have something that's making you laugh right now? Uh, I wrote a couple. I wrote one yesterday I felt really bad about. Oh, I saw that. You can say it. I'll say it on here. Do it. You know, everybody's like, that's not that funny. But I was going to ask wrote, you too. Oh, I hated it though because I'm not. But I, it just hit I my. I can assure you we've said worse. So. I did, it was um, Whitney Houston once said that the children are the future. Too bad that she that wasn't applying to her own offspring. Oh, no. And that, and I just uh, when a thought like that pops in your head, you're just like, it's there. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's kind of funny. You I didn't I mean? ask but, for this thought. It just yeah, came into yeah. my but head. But I, I feel bad. The girl is. I, I hope she's. She's know, okay. I'll, yeah, I hope she's gonna be okay. But yeah, I don't know. I, I go days can, without writing anything, and then I'll come up with a bunch of stuff. Um, but the weird thing is, a lot of the jokes I write are kind of one-liner stuff that I don't really put into my act i hate to call it an act right my really? act. set yeah yeah i just um i don't i write i like to like write one-liners but i don't like to do them on stage a because i've been smoking weed for 25 years like we said <laughs> and it's hard to remember a lot of you know 15 second you got you know 20 15 second One jokes sentence, or something yeah. yeah um so i'm trying to learn how to be a better writer and write these jokes and then kind of find ways to incorporate them, you know, within my set. Yeah. And, you know, or, you know, as you call it, adding a tag. Yeah. Um, and then, which that does, it just makes your five become 10, your 10, 15, your 15, 20. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I love it. There used to be a one-liner show in town. And I oh, love that's doing awesome. That show. I love doing it so much. That's I think, it, we like I think that if style. Mitch Hedberg can do it, anybody For can. For sure, exactly. There's some, there are some great people. <laughs> I, he can barely Zach stand Reiner. on stage. If you oh, guys yeah. haven't seen Zach Reiner, he is the, he's an incredible one-line comedian. I don't, I don't know if he wants to be Sounds called a one-line familiar. comedian, but uh, yeah. 
he he's unbelievable. He's so funny. Dylan Ames is another guy who writes really. He pushes the envelope a little bit. You know what I mean? But uh, he's <laughs> a really okay. really good one line comedian. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Great. Uh, yeah, that's kind of one of our favorites. We love Mitch and uh, you know Dimitri Martin and the like. You know, which yeah, is like yeah. quick little quick Mitch little is, things. He was a genius. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. But like, that's a, he's sure. like trash constantly. But he remembered all these one liners. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's impressive. And he'll just have his eyes closed and just like, oh talking, yeah, looking just off telling stage, jokes over and over, and twitching it's like, a little bit. Like, yeah. How did he remember all those things? <laughs> yeah. And he'll leave whatever. Um, We're glad to have you on. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank for you coming. guys. That was great. really yeah. awesome. Yeah, very informative. I like a lot of the things we were talking about. Yeah. Sex pot. Um, you run a lot of you run an open mic. So definitely, if anybody's free Monday night, go yeah. down to to Voodoo. Check it um, out. Eventually, when my schedule changes, I'll I definitely know. make we it work down Mondays. there. Oh, yeah. I just work Monday nights right now. But well, we do. I do a, a monthly show at the Goose Town Tavern. Oh, that's right. We, that? we yeah, yeah that's right. Where we met, yeah, as a yeah, matter of yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Mayor Wiles is going to be the headliner uh, oh, this cool. month on cool. February nineteenth, and then February 9th I'm bringing Tim Northern. Uh, he's been on Last Comic Standing, Bob and Tom oh, Show, right on. Uh, Star Search. If people are uh, yeah. old enough to remember Star Search, <laughs> but yeah, he's 25, 27 year comedian. I'm bringing him to town one night only. He didn't want to go to a big club. He's kind of doing a. Uh, Awesome. A road documentary thing called I'm a fucking comic. <laughs> so yeah, okay. February oh, 9th. Okay, yeah, cool. February 9th at the Voodoo. It's only at five Voodoo. bucks. We'll yeah. put awesome. some links up. We'll put some links up to some events cool. and get some That'd information out yeah, there. Awesome. Yeah. So and we're gonna, you know, show everybody that we normally do. But um thanks, thanks, man. It was really Thank fun. You guys. Yeah, that was really you. cool. I was I really like all the things we were uh, We talked about nice things. I like the things nice we talked about. Things. <laughs> music, <laughs> music and comedy. A little pizza <laughs> and weed. What else is there, right? Nothing else in life. Um, but thanks guys for everyone's listening and uh, st- you know definitely check out Jeff and his stuff and uh, Sex Pot and all that stuff because it's fucking awesome uh, thank and you so much Denver comedy is pretty rad have a good night bye how's everybody doing tonight boo <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>